Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Herd at Sports Radio. You want to run the football. You should see some day, you know, some days out here. We, we had we had a practice, I think it was two weeks ago. If you threw the ball, it literally would just get blown back into your face, right? So Coach Osborne was one of the first to tell me that, like, man, like the wind here is a factor. So yeah. we have to be able to run the ball at all times. But we also want to be explosive. We want to throw it. We want you know, we want to push the ball down the field. So that balance of, hey, on any play, they could do anything, I think is important to us. But, you know, if we do have a lead and when we have a lead, we, we want to put the game away. We want to end games. And, you know, I think the thing about our backs that I like is they all have home run ability. You know, they all in their own way can take it to the house. And, you know, I, I love four yards and a cloud of dust. And, we're, and that's kind of who we are. We're going to run the ball and try to establish a line of scrimmage. But we have backs that can, you know, if you give them a crease, they can take it. And so that plus Jeff's ability to run the football, I think, allows us to be pretty diverse in our run game. Top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream. DB, Andrew Rogers. You guys want to know about Pratt Dental? They're the only Absolutely. certified fix my dentistry in Nebraska for this method called BioClear. So Dr. Pratt is the only dentist in Nebraska that provides this service. If you're in need of it, if you don't know what it is, and you just kind of want more information on it, you can go visit them in North Platte. But I'll give you some information on the BioClear method right now because uh, it is an ultra-thin tooth-shaped form that allows permanent reconstruction of teeth with composite. It's an alternative to a crown. They can do multiple restorations in the same day. It's less time, less waiting, less invasive. And if you're like me and you go to the dentist and – you, you hate uh, because like they pick at your teeth and your gums and then you feel like you're all puffy afterward and and whatever like <laughs> it doesn't it feels like they're intrusive into your your safe your safe space right no this is less invasive DB so it's better for you fewer appointments you can give dr. Pratt and Pratt dental a call um, if you want more information like I said or if you just want to schedule an appointment, it's 308-221-2800. Now, coming back out of the break there as we um, stand by and wait for Robbie, something that Coach Rule had said there had me thinking, like, man, that seems a little chaotic. <laughs> uh, you know, like play, playing in the wind and understanding the wind and things like that and talking to Coach Osborne, and I'm just like, again, it's, it's, it's things you don't think about until you actually experience it. it it's like being at Bell West last week and – and until I'm there watching them play football in that wind, and it was a, a sweeping wind from if, if you're on the Bell West sidelines from right to left, right? It was just coming through, so it, it makes things difficult. But then, you know, ultimately what I kind of just settled on in my brain was just how well Coach Rule understands chaos. Like he's just really good in that it's, it's, area. It's weird how he low-key kind of, of seems to embrace it. Right. So, like, and you know what I thought about was 
he's all about progress, right? He wants year two to look different than year one because if in year two you look a little bit the same of in year one, you actually took a step back than a step forward, right? So it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And that's what he's getting across to his players. And so I kind of broke it down like this. If it's a marathon, you know, put yourself in somebody's shoes that trained for a marathon, okay? The first few miles are easy, right? You're fresh. You're feeling good. You had a nice breakfast. You have the energy. Well, that's like the first football game of the season. It's exciting, right, to get those first few miles in. But then you start to settle into your pace about, like, mile four. And those are your non-con games. You're – you're, you settle down. You, the excitement has, has come back down to a, an even-keeled level. And now, as a player, you're feeling like, okay, this is, we're back to business. It's not like a bunch of emotion. It, it's business now. I'm in week two, week three, week four. But think about when you get to, like, mile 12, right? You're about halfway there. <laughs> hey, that's Portuguese to me, right? but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best. Now you're feeling a little tired. You don't know if – if you can really keep pushing forward, you know, though, if you slow down, that it will only hurt you. It's kind of like Michigan through Michigan State, right? Some of those games are going to be really tough. You have to overcome some challenges. Um, other, other games could feel a little bit easier because, like, maybe you see your family cheering you on on this marathon run at mile marker 13, <laughs> okay, right? Okay. You, you take down Purdue. I can't wait to see You take down Illinois, okay. right? It's a mixture of good and, and difficult feelings, right? And then the final stretch, when you get to that home stretch of, that, of your marathon race, it's the final three games of the year. You have Maryland, you have Wisconsin, and you have Iowa, mm-hmm. Right. But what do you do when you get to those three games? When you're running a marathon, you want to get it over, right? You speed up. You speed up. Now you are searching for something, right? This you're might be the cra- most crazy analogy I've ever achievement. heard. I'm with you, though. So I'm probably limping to the finish line. <laughs> and you, maybe you are. Maybe, maybe you're a little beat up from the race because hope, of the year. Hope, hopefully but that, I didn't have to use the restroom. That right there is like the chaos that he thinks about. Like he, he's got the picture he instills that in his guys, but he knows how to find balance in chaos. It's weird. You know, I, I think he started backwards watching film. And this was in the off season, and he was watching all these one-score losses, right? And he was going back to these moments watching film where I, I think he felt like Nebraska, the tide turned and Nebraska kind of lost it. And it kind of gave him a blueprint for how to coach them ahead of time with some preventative measures, right? Let's work down in distance. Let's work four-minute offense. Let's work uh, two-minute one timeout. Where situationally, he put them, hey, sudden change. Hey, defense, you thought you got to stop, penalty. Up, oh, guys got to come back out on the field. Uh, defense, we didn't like the way you're playing. Get off the field. Let's start again. Like, all those things where you want to get in your fields and have cost you games before, it's almost like he's trying to work preventatively where he, like, embraces the chaos because the more you tackle chaos in the face, the less chaotic it seems, right? It, it's just – and I think he wants his guys – he's so – this is just my opinion – 
but like he seems like he's so interested in making sure they're ahead of the game emotionally way more than physically and that's it I mean, doesn't that's it? That's the point. It, it seems like that. And that's not to say, listen, man, like, their body types, they look good. My man Preston the other day, he was like, he used a term that I like. I hadn't heard it for, like, three quarters of my, my life. But now when people say it, I know exactly what it means. He, he, he was like, hey, man, you know, they look good on the hoof. You know, like, mm-hmm. so I, I listen, I like the body. I'm into that. Like, I like that kind of stuff. But. And I understand the biomechanics and how he's got DJ moving and, and you know, how you know, Gifford looks pretty twitchy and, you know, I like Bullocks and, and, you know, Justin Evan Jenkins, like a guy that I didn't think they would get anything out of up front on the offensive line. Like he's putting himself in a position to start at center, right? And it's like I get the body types and understanding that, but the whole th- other thing, Part of it is is the evolution of the mind. Look, look mm-hmm. at the look inside. How much of that is like psychological warfare? And I get it. It's a little like he. It's a little scripted, but it's still who he is. It's still what he talks about, right? Like when he says things like "I'm rolling with the real ones." Mm-hmm. He's preparing. He's giving you every opportunity to be a real one. It's not for everybody, and it it's, starts with that emotional piece, right? It's, and it starts it's, with it's that all of, it's it's all about understanding the psychological mm-hmm. warfare, and, and that's why understanding the chaos is so important to push through in year one because he knows these guys have the physical attributes mm-hmm. to be good football players. You wouldn't be on the field right now if you weren't physically uh, all the way there. Right? I wonder. I wonder if that's what he was talking about. Now that you say that, like, this is just a small. This is the micro. Like when he talked about we're, we are going to have a good offensive line. I'm not subscribing to that narrative because, remember, he said that early. Mm-hmm. That's why he kept Donnie. Building that emotional confidence. And then saying, hey, listen, you know, we got to call plays in such a way where they can play to their strengths. Like let's let these guys get lathered up. Maybe they aren't the best with quick set or pass, you know, five-step or this, that, and the other. But maybe if we do this, this, and this. Maybe if we gap. Maybe if we pin. Maybe if we pull. Maybe if we're not so zone, You know, like whatever. Maybe we're playing to their strengths. And so he instills that in those guys. Because you listen to what they say after the press conferences all the time. Who's the new guy? <laughs> um, hey, did you know that's his car, the Chrysler? That's his. I would have never. Pu- it's funny that I brought that up. Uh-huh. I, I talked about how yeah, dis- distinguished. Yeah, I saw him pull in and I walked out and I'm I was like, like wow, yeah, I used Scott's to want car. one of those. I feel like I could be an adult. Mm-hmm. They look so distinguished. Yeah, you- and that's who's rolling in it? You're an artistic James Bond. Oh, my goodness. He's like, I'm still with that. He's still That's got the strong – he's still – his fashion sense is pretty good, there even when go. he's not there trying to be fashionable. There's Scott right there. Everybody <laughs> wave to the camera. Scott, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sir, I don't gra- even know if they can our, see our that. Our graphics and art guru. But I think that right. the art of his psychological um, – he's just a technician. Remember early? Hey, my biggest, my biggest goal with this staff is to let them know this isn't Disneyland. Right? Like, mm-hmm. that's not happy times. That's the first like, thing you thought of with your staff. You get to Disneyland and you're like, ooh, let's ride. How, how many months ago was that? How many months ago was that? Five? Six? Five? He's, he's fresh on the job. You know, I'll tell you. Every- so he's already thinking about how can I not get them to fall in love with, while this place is amazing, we have work to do. 
he wants you to understand that uh, listen man like you got to you got to embrace uh, you you got to embrace the environment and you got to take it head on and and i think that's that's what he's about right that's why he says hey, you know the way what he said about bets wasn't all football related hey listen if a guy says that if that was my son i wouldn't let him quit that's the emotional piece. Mm-hmm. That that's the that's the mature growth and development. The when you have a quarterback that has all that starting experience, want to transfer, and you're wondering if he's gone from obsessive, from compliant to obsessive, and would the obsessive be a detriment to everybody else on that? Like that's psychological. He's already, hey, just showing up, doing something well. At a different, at a at a at a one percent level, better every day. That's psychological. Hey, yesterday, man, you guys were probably operating about three quarters of what you are capable of. Hey, can we get to seventy six percent today? Mm-hmm. Hey, yesterday, man, you guys felt about eighty percent of what you're capable of. Because who's ever operating at a hundred percent maximum capacity? Rarely ever. But the one percent thing, like that works. We say three, he says one, but I get it. You just want to be better. Do something better than you did the day before because what it does is it builds emotional stability. You you would get this because you've been coaching for, what, 20 years now, more? Correct. 20 years. You know, it sounds silly, but even yesterday when I was, when I was at baseball, just for an hour, I was like, I, I came in this morning, I'm like, DB, how much work do you think we got done yesterday? In it's an like, hour? No. Yeah, it's like you can hardly get like a lot of work done, but you can get a few things done, right? Especially if you station well. Now, we didn't have Matt Rule stations when you were moving every five minutes, but <laughs> um, we did have stations. Well, we were doing a base running drill, okay? And it, it, this, this go, all goes back to 1% better, understanding the psyche, we were doing a base running drill, and guys would just kind of lollygag out there, get into their lead, pitch would be thrown, and then go. And I saw, like, a couple of groups, like, go, and I, I just kind of stopped it. And I go, guys, I know it sounds silly, but you have to take your lead as if you're taking one in the game. Your left foot, big step first. You spin your body, you take two side steps, now you're in your lead, right? You do everything like you're doing it in a game. Mm. It's similar to what Coach Rule has been doing, like telling these guys in practice too. Like some of this stuff may sound silly to you, but I do this because as, as much as you think you may be the smartest guy in the, in the room or the smartest guy on the field, you're probably pretty dumb. And if I, if I dump something down for you, it'll be easier to understand, which is why I'm, I'm going to go back to that little lineup where he had Trev and T-Knight and the rest of the guys out there with the red shirt thing and everything and, um, like, know that you can develop and then going back to stories like Deshaun Singleton, all of that stuff he, he wants to instill in these guys because by going through the basics sometimes, mm. you can always find a way to learn something new or you learn something about yourself. How serious are you taking this? Well, I think for him, when he's trying to get those young guys ready through that with the seriousness of how they're – it's more like once he can get those guys and that staff to understand it's not just athletics – that's when it really st- – because then it becomes a lifestyle. You know, Dr. Whitman was – we have 
he's he's authored this deal called Max Out, and he's like one of our hidden gems. He works a lot with the teams, collegiate teams, you know, Creighton and Nebraska. And he and I asked him a question the other day. He was talking to our kids, and I said, "How do you know when something moves from because I should or because everybody else is doing it to a lifestyle? Like, are there telltale signs?" And he's talking about, and he's basically talking about repetition of the method through various forms. Like sometimes, sometimes it is an athletic example. Sometimes it is catching somebody in the hallway. Sometimes it is how you're paying attention in film. How can you reiterate the same concept through different means with the same message over and over again? Because then you'll learn like, oh, Okay, that's the practical application of this in terms of going to class for the fourth consecutive day in a row. Oh, that's the practical application of, yeah, last time in nine on seven in our short yardage period, I got my tail kicked. But the practical application is is, is to do it again and to do it better than I did it the day before. Or, hey, listen, I know those coaches didn't look good r- with their running drills. They said that they would do the same things as our players. Oh, my gosh, the coaches are better than they were the day before. Oh, Coach Rule, you were last. Now you're – all those little reminders of, hey, it sounds cool to say, but it's even better to do. The more that you show how they're doing it, that I'm, I'm, that's, that's just how you cross over. Mm-hmm. That, like that's truly like the, the maxing out mindset. And I just – and I say all this when you give me those examples of training and – to replicate game situations and and marathons all i could uh, the thing that's going through my mind is situational awareness it is something that has eluded this program for years and it's not f- related to your physical performance it's a mental deal it's a preparation deal and I think a lot of people get out of bed and they're like, man, you have these goals. But they're not sure on the finite steps. On, and they need on help how, getting there. And they just, they just need guidance. <laughs> right? Like, and I think I'm hoping. I looked up some stats the other day because he keeps referencing Minnesota. And it's not just because they're the opponent. He's referencing the attributes that's made them successful. 3.6 penalties a game, getting off the field on third down, not giving up chunk plays, consistency in running the game in terms of rushing attempts per game. Those are repeatable. Because guess what? None of those things have anything to do. I don't care what anybody says. Me and my main man, Severe, used to argue about this all the time. He's like, yeah, well, if you're more talented, those things wouldn't happen. <laughs> no, they're not talent-related. Well, he goes – and he, he now this was a, this is a good point he would make sometimes. He's like, I wouldn't have to hold if I was a better player. <laughs> 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 right. like, what am I supposed to do with that? I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. I, I, I get that to some I mean, degree. No, I don't think that's still the case. Like, but, you would, but, but you, you it's just funny because he's, right? he's very practical, but, right? I mean, everybody gets beat, right? right? It, he's just, yeah. It's just what sure. you get when we have to go round and round about these good debates. But, you know, I would say, you know, pre-snap penalties, 
Like, there's no reason to not be on the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. There, There's no reason to false start. Like, uh, even if you think this guy, oh, my God, this guy's going to really whip my tail. He's significantly better than me. Right. It's still a controllable to, to not move. So if Nebraska can limit Especially those. because your first step is always backwards. Listen, if Nebraska can limit those things. If you can become a team with four, there's only there were 27 teams in the NCAA last year that were penalized five times or less. 27 teams. Just 27. Five yeah. times or less. Or less. 27. Now there are a couple of ties, right? Or I don't know that. A couple of teams were like 3.4. Guess how many times Iowa was penalized a game last year? As bad as that offense was. I'm gonna say because they would they would fall into the five times or less category. I'm gonna say. Is it a percentage, like, or is it a decimal? Four, four, Two point something. Four point three. Darn it. Minnesota was the best in the conference at three point six. Iowa four point three. Who had uh, the best overall? Minnesota. And it was. And the country. Point, wow. In the country. So, so roughly, if we'll round up, four penalties a yeah, game. Yeah. Just, 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 just imagine, if you're in Nebraska and you're four or less penalties a game, and I'm not talking about the aggressive ones. I'm not talking about like. You know, uh, a, like PI. Yeah, I'm talking about procedural. I'm, I, I'm I'm talking about a true controllable. Not enough men on the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. breaking the huddle late, delay of game, something like that. You change the way that that offense can play dramatically because you stay on schedule. Those are control. Th- th- that's not talent. That's not talent specific. For as few of as few of penalty yards as Iowa had kept them in games. It, do we realize that Iowa won eight games? <laughs> it's, it's shocking, but we realize it. Because fundamentally, they're sound. They're sound. Like, that stuff matters. Mm-hmm. And I get it, right? You can get into the, hey, but when they play against like competition or not explosive in Nebraska, beat them. Uh, listen, that's great. Nobody, well, I won't say nobody, very few people were happier when they beat Iowa than, than me. you. Right on the call. Right, like, and I'm I'm watching it, and I get to see people say, but that shouldn't be an anomaly that you can play in such a way that gives you a chance to win at the end of games. And I think that's that he's heck been on that. I mean, the whole stat. It's just they just they're learning not to be blinkers, right? If if just imagine the freedom in your uh, in your sleep when you stop wetting the bed. Right? Let's like all of a sudden as a kid you're like, Whew. It's nice to be able to uh not change the sheets middle of yeah. the night. <laughs> just just imagine when Nebraska stops wetting the bed. Oh, it feels nice to get a win. Dude, they were inventing they win. were inventing ways to and lose. Then another win. Mm-hmm. Oh, that plenty. that that gives plenty you see that that few, should give you years. optimism. Now I don't and it may not be this year. Remember I'm I'm st- <laughs> I'm still the guy that's worried about how they're going to move the ball consistently, right? Like, I keep an eye on Marcus Washington. I got to keep an eye on his health and what's going on with this receiving core. Like, there are some things. I mean, is all of a sudden Jeff Sims going to stop turning the ball over? Does route running by Alex Bullock translate to the field? So, I mean, those are legit. Those are those are legit concerns. But if you want to be optimistic, it's that. Things do. Things can improve by just simply being situationally aware. 
and just understanding. It's just understanding, whether it's chaos like we started or just understanding the job at hand. I ask our kids every day. Coach Quinn will call up, Coach Red, Coach Red. I say, hey, where are we and what are we doing? Where are we currently, like this very second, and what are we doing? Say it over and over again. Mm, it had me thinking back to this, the drill that we did yesterday. Like when a ball skips up where, on a catcher, you got to know where that ball's going. Where, where am it I? It sounds silly. And what am I doing? Right. That your question to them sounds silly because it's muscle memory, but it's all about understanding. Just practicing self-awareness. Quick break. More CNC next.